The Holy Gospel according to Matthew, the 11th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. When John heard in prison what the Messiah was doing, he sent word by his disciples and said to him, Are you the one who is to come, or are we to wait for another? Jesus answered them, Go and tell John what you hear and see. The blind receive their sight, the lame walk, the lepers are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised, and the poor have good news brought to them. And blessed is anyone who takes no offense at me. As they went away, Jesus began to speak to the crowds about John. What did you go out in the wilderness to look at? A reed shaken by the wind? What then did you go out to see? Someone dressed in soft robes? Look, those who wear soft robes are in royal palaces. What then did you go out to see? A prophet? Yes, I tell you, and more than a prophet, This is the one about whom it is written, See, I am sending my messenger ahead of you who will prepare your way before you. Truly, I tell you, among those born of women, no one has arisen greater than John the Baptist, yet the least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. Are you the one? It's the question young lovers ask one another, full of sincerity, full of anxiety, full of hope. Are you the one? They ask it wishing they could already know the answer, wishing that they knew what it was supposed to feel like when they were with the right one, wishing that they knew how many disagreements were normal and which disagreement was one too many, wishing that they knew what life would look like in 10 or 25 or 50 years, wishing that they had a crystal ball to see what all would come to pass. Well, there's a couple in our church who act like newlyweds, even though they recently celebrated 56 years of wedded bliss. They go around holding hands from time to time, actually smiling at one another, sometimes finishing each other's sentences, and teasing one another in the sweetest of ways. They have one of the best senses of humor as a couple I've ever seen. They're pretty active here at church, so I know many of you know them. They are our dear Edna and Les Robbins. And I stand in awe of them for their magnificent marriage, for the love and devotion that they have for one another, for how in love they still seem after all these years. It's a beautiful thing to behold. Now, the crazy thing about Les and Edna that you may or may not know is that they got married after only 10 days of knowing one another. Only 10 days. Can you imagine? Having to decide, are you the one, 
based on 10 days of knowing each other. So I asked them this week, how did you know he was the one? How did you know she was the one? And they each had similar answers to each other. Edna said, I just knew it was the right thing to do. And Les said, I just knew it. There was no question. 56 years later, I suppose we can say it worked out. In our reading for Matthew's Gospel for today, John the Baptist feels a little less than this sure about his devotion to Jesus. Of course, to be gracious and fair to John, a lot of that might have to do with where he is currently residing when he asks this important question of Jesus, are you the one? Because John, when he asks this question, is sitting in a prison cell, fearful for his life. And so John sends his disciples to Jesus with one gnawing concern. Are you the one? Are you the one who is to come, or are we to wait for another? And I think bound up in that question for John is, is my life's work in vain? Did I point the way to you, and it was the wrong direction? Are you the one? Because life and the world look a whole lot different depending upon your perspective, don't they? Depending on where you find yourself located, whether geographically or emotionally or spiritually. John has just gone from wilderness risking freedom to the captivity of a jail cell in a large city. He's gone from preaching and proclaiming to now questioning and doubting He's gone from having droves of folks coming out to see him, to see what he has to say, to now people trying to distance themselves from him for their own protection. And as you might imagine, all of this has changed his perspective. It's made him have new thoughts and experiences he might never have had if he had not been imprisoned under Herod. He has a vantage point he never desired to have, but now has nonetheless. And he feels his anxieties on the rise, and he wonders if his fears in this dark cell will consume his hope. Are you the one? It's an important question to ask of Jesus, and all of us as disciples must ask it at some point. It's critical to do so. Are you the one? Many biblical scholars and commentators throughout the years have chastised John the Baptist for his doubts in this moment. But truth be told, the question, are you the one, might reveal a deepening of faith just as much as it might reveal a doubting of the faith. Professor of preaching at Luther Seminary, Caroline Lewis, puts it this way. Does the question, are you the one, come from a place of speculation or a place of introspection? Does it come from a place of interrogation or from a place of true inquiry? Does it come from a place of disappointment, or does it come from a place of newly discovered revelation that perhaps God might not always match up with or meet our expectations, however hard that may be? 
Therefore, when you and I sit in our own prisons, whether of our own making or whether pressed in upon us, when we sit in those darker moments of our lives and ask this question of Jesus, are you the one or are we to wait for another? We too need to be gracious with ourselves just as we are gracious with John the Baptist. Are you the one we ask of God? And at times it feels difficult to know. What we were once so sure of can become incredibly uncertain as our lives unfold. Events we didn't anticipate may leave us in a lurch. Losses add up and we wonder where we would find hope. And the Jesus that we knew in childhood is not the same Jesus that we know now. So as we place all of these hopes and fears and doubts and questions and dreams on the table, maybe the truth is that we find an interesting mix of both speculation and introspection, both interrogation and true inquiry, both disappointment and new understandings, and all of these work together in concert to strengthen us as disciples of Jesus. <clears throat> the Jesus John the Baptist pointed the way to may not have been entirely who John the Baptist expected. But despite an unjust imprisonment, John clung to the hope that he had found in Jesus. And Jesus' response to John's question, it tells us everything. Because first of all, it's important to note that Jesus doesn't chastise John for his doubts. And Jesus doesn't dismiss John's question. Instead, he says for John's disciples to return to John, reporting what they see and what they hear. And namely, it is this. Those imprisoned by blindness receive their sight. Those imprisoned by lameness, they walk. Those imprisoned by leprosy are cleansed. Those imprisoned by deafness here, those imprisoned even by death are raised. And those imprisoned by poverty have good news brought to them. Although John finds himself imprisoned now, Jesus is about liberation. All kinds of liberation for all of God's people. And Jesus has come to work everything toward the good, toward hope, toward light, toward freedom for John and for all God's children. And Jesus will not rest. This is the mission for which he came, and he will not rest until it is accomplished. While our questioning, are you the one, we may waver at times in our answer, when we ask this question of God, God never wavers. That promise that you are the one for God is always steadfast and sure. You indeed were made the one in your baptisms, named and claimed through baptism as a son or as a daughter of God and as a brother or a sister with Christ. You, for God, are the one. You have been marked with the cross of Christ and sealed with the Holy Spirit. 
And therefore, our lack of surety is met with the clarity of the divine promise, by grace you have been saved through no work of your own, for it is a free gift from God. So in those moments when you doubt, in the darknesses where you find yourself alone, in the questions that have no good answer, remember that Jesus is coming for you and for me. He is the one who will make all things new. He is the one who will break through all the prisons which confine us. He is the one who will calm all of our fears. He is the one who will meet us wherever we are and free us with a love and a grace that know no bounds. Amen.